Welcome to Bearing Point Talks, Data and Analytics. Welcome to the Bearing Point Data and Analytics podcast, where we take a look at the application of analytics in the real world and the benefits and challenges that it must address. Over the coming weeks, we will bring you a series of podcasts looking at the use of analytics across a broad range of applications. I'm Paul Derbyshire. I'm a consultant at Bearing Point in the UK. Uh, a lot of the work I do involves analytics across a broad range of industries. I'm joined by my regular hosts, Harriet Christie and Amir Sheikh. Hi, Paul. Um, so, yeah, hi, everyone. I'm a senior consultant in our operations team in the UK. Um, and I also work to run our data and analytics community uh, with Emil and Amir and Paul. Hello, everyone. My name is Amir Sheikh, and I'm the chief data scientist at Bearing Point. And I work alongside Emil, Paul, and Harriet, and a lot of other people. Great. Thanks, Amir. Um, so in this episode as well, we're joined by Emil Naus, who is one of our partners in the UK office. Um, and Emil also heads up the data and analytics side of the business, um, along with many, many other things. So thanks for joining us, Emil. Thanks, Harriet. It's a pleasure to be here. Look forward to the conversation. Great. Um, well, I think the last 18 months has certainly demonstrated uh, the value of analytics, definitely. But I think it's also highlighted some of the challenges. Can you talk a little bit about um, what you've seen from the last 18 months, Emil? Yes, it's certainly been an interesting time for data and analytics. Um, we've seen a huge amount of interest in the media. Uh, we've seen uh, lots of presentations. We've seen pretty much daily press conferences with statistics and data on the pandemic. Um, and that's been really helpful in terms of giving a, a vital insight to, to what's actually going on seeing the data day by day and seeing how things improve or, or in some cases not improve has been really helpful uh, but at the same time we've also seen some examples where uh, algorithms have been applied for all kinds of things um, with mixed results and, and sometimes we've seen statistics being used without the context so on the positive side having data actually underpinning some of the activity has been really helpful on the other hand, we've seen what happened with, with A-level results, for instance, where an algorithm was used at an aggregate level was probably very accurate and, and probably very reliable. But when it was applied in the detail, it became really, really difficult. So I think you really need to think of context. You need to think about the situation. And you've also got to recognize that it's not a precise science. You, it's accurate to a large extent, but it's not precise. And sometimes that really matters. I think that's a that's a really good summary. Thank you, Emil. Um, so, so let's just start and come back and think about what is analytics. I think it's a word that we hear a lot now, um, but it's actually quite a broad topic. Um, so, Paul, if I come to you, how would you define analytics, and what does it mean to you? Okay, so I, I think Ahmed will give us a more uh, a more descriptive. Dis uh, outline of it, but uh, it could be described as the application of mathematics to data to to generate insights, and crucially, insights that can be actioned, or as a minimum, provide some form of information. That's quite a dry description. So, what I will do is I'll turn to Amir to provide us uh, uh, with a breakdown of the kind of analytics that we we see and uh, how uh, analysts generally think about it. Uh, thanks, Paul. I think to explain it, I think uh, um, maybe if I describe the approach. So the approach we tend to take is a value-driven approach, where we first of all try to understand, so before we do any of the insight, we try to understand the challenge 
with a question that needs to be answered. And once we've got a good handle on that, we then work out, well, what are the actions that are needed to address that challenge or to answer the question? And once we know the actions, we then work out, well, what is the insight that we require to take those actions? And then we've, once we know the insight, we then can work out the approach that is required. So it could be data science, you know, it'll be a data science approach. It could be a simple BI, uh, it could be a dashboard, it could be something simple or something complex. And once we know the approach, we also, at that stage, you also know the data that we need. And once we've done that kind of analysis, we come back the other way. So we acquired the data, we integrate the data, we enrich the data, we then apply the approach, we then extract the insight, which has to be actionable, and then we take the actions. So that's the, the kind of approach that we take. Now, in terms of extracting the insight, the approach, there are four steps to doing that. The first step is a descriptive step, a descriptive phase, where before you can improve um, um, on the situation, you need to understand the situation. So you need to understand um, uh, you know, um, the current state of things. So the what is happening, you need to know where it's happening, and you need to know the when. So the what, where, and the when. And this descriptive phase is you know, producing KPIs, dashboards, reports to get an understanding. And it might be to answer the, to address the challenge, or answer the question, it might be sufficient only to do that, to get you know, the insight that you require to take whatever action or answer, you know, whichever question. Um, if it's a bit more complicated than that, you might need to know, uh, you might need to go to the next stage, which is the, which is the diagnostic sort of phase which is so you know that is from the descriptive phase, you know, the state of what is happening, but then the diagnostic phase tells you why. So it identifies the root causes, triggers, patterns and trends um, that basically explain why something happens. And if there's not a lot of sort of variables in that data, or if there isn't a lot of data, or the way it used to be done before data science was somebody with domain expertise would 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 have a look at the data to understand the why. But but with these days of big data and with so many more features or variables, uh, we tend to use a data science approach when we come to this phase. Um, so once we've done the descriptive and the diagnostic, so we understand the what, where, and when, we understand the why, we move on to the third phase, which is trying to work out what will happen in the future. So this is the predictive phase. And uh, so we can actually work out what will happen. So this is the third phase. And so this is the, these are the three phases that we apply. And it depends on the question, the challenge, depends um, what we're trying to do. We don't have to go all the way to the, uh, to the more complex sort of stage, but we, you know, it, it, it all depends what we're trying to get out. And then we have a fourth phase, which is the prescriptive phase. The prescriptive phase is basically acting on the insight. The insight may have come from the descriptive phase, from the diagnostic or the predictive, or any combination of those three. Thank you for that, Ahmed. Over the coming weeks, we will go through a range of projects that look at uh, everything from descriptive analytics all the way through to some prescriptive ex examples. Uh, Emil, one of the points I, I would like to just get across, uh, and you know, uh, whether you agree with this or not, no, you, you can say, but uh, we hear a lot about the prescriptive, the predictive as well, the AI. Uh, I think we should be clear that actually you know, the work we do, uh, that the, no individual form of analytics is any more valuable than the other. No, I think that's right, Paul. And it, it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. Um, yeah. Personally, I, I would never want to 
starting a, a, a major advanced diagnostics or, or predictive uh, model without actually understanding the situation. She'd probably naturally go through the phases that I may have described anyway. Yeah. But sometimes just doing the first or the second element of that gives you the insight you need to make a decision. And, and the key thing is the further you want to go through the phases, the longer will t- it will take, the more computing power it will take, and, and probably the more expensive it gets. So in a number of cases, by just getting those initial phases done, you can answer the question, you can make a decision, you can move on to the next problem. You can actually drive a lot of value that way. So a a lot of it comes down to what are you trying to achieve? How much effort is it to get to to the right answer? Who is the audience? Um, How are you going to use it? Uh, One of the challenges with some of the advanced uh, analytics is sometimes they're very difficult to explain. Some of the models become black box models. And sometimes that makes it really difficult to, to... explain to an end user why something is the case with the earlier phases it's typically much easier so it is quite important that you understand those who is the audience what's the objective and and how are you going to use the outputs what decisions are you going to make with it so for me each of those phases have their own place Uh, in some cases you can drive huge value from predictive analytics in some cases just a diagnostic will, will do the job just fine Okay, thank you. And what about context, Emil? Well, for me, context is everything. Um, the, what story do you need to tell with, with the output? Uh, what's the background against it? Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you need to understand the underlying data. I may have mentioned it as well. How good is the underlying data? Is it good enough? Is it reliable enough for what you're trying to do? Sure. Um, we, we talk a lot about data and analytics and predictive and and all kinds of advanced analytics, we don't talk enough about the data that underpins it. And the reality is Mm -hmm. that we see day to day in the work we do, that data isn't always as good as people think it is. Mm -hmm. Now, the reality is sometimes the data is good enough, you can make decisions with it. Sometimes the data isn't good enough, but you can fill the gaps in. But you need to understand where those gaps are. And sometimes, and we have seen that as well, uh, the data just isn't good enough at all. Yeah. And putting rubbish data into a model, we all know what the output's going to be like. <laughs> so it's really, it's really about understanding that context, and it's really about understanding the assumptions that have been made in that data, because assumptions end of the day could could be the difference between a good outcome and a bad outcome. And and again, the objective is really important. What are we trying to achieve? Well, thanks, thanks for that, Emil. That br- brings us neatly onto another question I had around accuracy. How accurate is the analytics and how accurate does it need to be? Amir, any thoughts around that? Yeah. Um, Well, as a data scientist, I will tell you that obviously accuracy means that on your training data, your test data, your historical data, you've done all the checks and balances. And if you've got a good quality insight um, on your training data and your test data, it means you've taken care of the DQ, the the quality of the data, and you've chosen the right features. If you have poor quality, sometimes the signal or the pattern that you're trying to um, extract, the signal is strong. So the signal to noise, and the noise comes from the de- from the poor from the gaps in the data or the quality of the data. If the signal to noise is good, you can still extract, you know, sort of uh, insight which is good, which is strong. Uh, but the point that Emil made earlier is that accuracy comes at the cost of explainability. So if we just chase down accuracy and we produce a model or produce insight that is not explainable, then we've then that's not a good position to be in because the people who are going to act upon this, the tactical, structure, strategic decision makers, 
will not have the confidence to act upon the insight if they don't understand it, sure. if it isn't explainable. So that's, that's, that's quite key. The other point is that insight, no matter how accurate it is, as soon as you act upon it, it becomes out of date. Because as soon as you, point, as soon as you act upon the insight, <laughs> yes. you're changing behavior, you're changing the data, and therefore you, the, da- the insight that you use with old data, you know, before you took the action, it becomes out of date. And the other question I get on the point of accuracy is also how much data should I use? Well, this, well, I always say start small and expand. Expand until you've converged your insight. Don't put it all in and, you know, and wait a long time to get something out. Start small and then improve. I think, I think that's probably, you know, start small and, and go from there. It's probably a good example for a lot of the analytics, whether it's uh, descriptive or it's some of the AI examples you've used there. I'm a, uh, Harriet, you, you had a question? Or? I was just going to, yeah, say, um, so if, if we had one key takeaway from today um, and from what we've just heard, um, what, what would that be? Well, from, from my point of view, Harriet, it's really simple. Keep in mind what the objective is. Start with the objective in mind and then work the analytics around achieving that objective. And Amir? Yeah, I would just say that um, find easy to action, actionable insight, which is easy to explain. I think that is that is key. So don't chase the most complicated model. Chase insight that you can actually action. And for, and for you to be able to action, it has to be explainable. So don't lose sight of that. Okay, thank, thank you everyone for your, for your inputs there and thank you for joining us today. Please join us again over the next few weeks when we will cover a number of applications of analytics across a broad range of industries, but also look at some of the, the challenges uh, that uh, must be addressed as, uh, as we apply analytics. Thank you for your time today. Bearing Point.